So much of modern motherhood is spent wishing we were doing better, whether we're comparing ourselves to other moms or to the ideal mom we assumed we'd be before we had kids. But this wishing takes us further and further away from joy, and it stops us from being the mom we want to be. I'm Rebecca Brownwright, and I'm here to help you focus on connection, because connecting more deeply with yourself and with your kids will help you forget about mom comparisons. Connection will help you resolve behavior issues with your kids, and connection will help you live a life full of real joy, because that's what you and your kids deserve. Pause and connect with me for a moment to listen to discussions about connection and motherhood, finding your purpose, smashing cultural narratives, and so much more. This is Pause and Connect. Hello and welcome to Pause and Connect. I'm Rebecca Brownwright and this is episode 12 and it's called It's Okay to Forgive Yourself. So I was actually going to record something else today and this topic just wouldn't leave me alone. So I am not exactly sure why, but I, I went with it and maybe you're the reason why. Maybe you're the one who needs to hear this. I was going to share um, a parenting tip, a really good one, and I'll record it for another episode, But um, but I just really felt like I couldn't write it and like I needed to talk about this today, about how it's okay to forgive yourself as a mom. So I hope that this resonates with you um, and please reach out and let me know if it does. Um, so I've been thinking lately about parenting mistakes and parenting mishaps and I've been thinking about some of my own specific mistakes that were really huge and enormous and how terrible they felt and how terrible it feels now, even years later. And I've been thinking about guilt and how moms are encouraged or even commanded by our society to feel guilty for something all the time. Have you noticed that? Um, I really hate this concept that moms should feel guilty. And I've talked about that before in episode one, it's called hashtag mom fail doesn't exist. And episode seven is called why you feel like a bad mom and how to not. I think those are really good episodes for you to listen to if you haven't heard them. Um, Cause we have this really bad culture of mom hurt happening in our, in our society. Um, and it's just so hard. Um, so go, go listen to those if you haven't heard them as well. But so I've been thinking about how we're encouraged or commanded by society to feel guilty. Um, but the thing is, we all make mistakes. But there's this feeling in the mom world and this feeling directed at moms that if you mess up, then you've ruined your child. If you mess up, you're a bad mom. You can't go back. You're a failure. And that's not true. And I think, like... Here's an example. One of the saddest things is is when a mom says that she hates Mother's Day. Not not just that she hates Mother's Day. There's lots of reasons to hate Mother's Day, but when she hates it because it reminds her of how terrible she is as a mom. I actually hear this a lot in my church because we tend to have really lovely talks about mothers on Mother's Day. And as a speaker is at the pulpit praising mothers, women are sitting in the pews feeling like they don't measure up to the praise and they hate themselves. And this is just so, it shouldn't happen. Um, this this is evidence that there is a huge problem with our society pedestalizing women and mothers, putting putting women and mothers on pedestals uh, because we can't we can't reach the ideals of a pedestal. But that that's another topic that we should talk about at another time. And it's interesting in our society we we pedestalize at the same time that we drag down. It's 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 just really hard. We have a lot to deal with as moms. 
Um, but so, like I said, there's there's a lot of reasons that that some women struggle on Mother's Day, but but this shouldn't be one of them. We shouldn't be struggling because we think we're the worst on a day that's set aside to celebrate us. So that's just one example. And I, I just want all this mom self-hatred to go away permanently. <laughs> I want us all to understand that if we hate ourselves, it's because we've likely been conditioned to do exactly that. The thing is, we are incredible, but we have this culture that is teaching us that we need to be perfect and then kicking us when we aren't. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like We're put up on this pedestal that mothers are perfect, but then when we inevitably fall, when we inevitably fail, they kick us. They kick us. We're just the worst. So this episode then is going to be kind of a love letter to you mamas who feel this intense pressure to be perfect and who feel this intense sadness when you make a mistake. I want to tell you it's okay to forgive yourself and love yourself and celebrate your motherhood. And now I know this is not a concept that people can hear and say, oh, okay, yeah, I just needed someone to say that. I'm going to go forgive myself now. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. I know that. There's so much involved in why we feel like terrible moms. So a nice platitude that, hey, you should love yourself, that's absolutely not enough. And I'm not going to do that to you, okay? I'm going to try and sort of prove it to you, if that's okay with you. And what I mean is, in actuality, like doesn't need to be proven. Um, it's a universal truth that it's okay to make a mistake. And it's a universal truth that moms are absolutely going to make mistakes. And it's a universal truth that during and after those mistakes, moms are still good moms. But I recognize that we don't always buy into universal truths. So here's a little proof for you. That's what this episode is. Okay, so first, there is no perfect mother on this earth. It doesn't exist. And I know we all know that. And I know we can tell ourselves that. And we're also really good at telling our friends that. But when we think of ourselves, we still feel like we, for some reason, need to be perfect. Now, I mean, sure, your best friend can have a bad day and she can mess up and you can understand and love her and comfort her. But you, no, 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 you shouldn't do those things, right? Does this resonate? Does this happen in your mind? I used to be in this place. I used to hold myself to really ridiculous standards and I never, 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 never accepted childcare. Uh, that was just something I had in my brain. I don't know why. So I, well, I do, I do know why it comes from a lot of, of, of aspects of, of our society and the messages that I absorbed and in the way that I absorbed them. So we all, we all have that in one way or another, but anyway, I worked as a piano teacher from home. I did homeschool preschool. I volunteered and I managed most of the household labor on my own. And this was just how I thought it should be. I just should do everything. And asking for someone else to be a part of any of this would have made me feel like a failure. And I should have been able to do it on my own. That's what I thought. And so I did do it on my own and I, I did it well, except except, I mean, I got all my to-do list done, but I was cranky and I was angry and I was resentful. And then that, of course, made me mess up in how I treated my daughter. And what I would do, though, is because I was expecting perfection, is I would just raise my bar higher. So if I yelled at her, I would just raise the bar and say, I shouldn't have done that. And I would criticize myself harder, as if these were the ways to get better at treating my daughter better. I had zero tolerance for my mess ups, yet I messed up. So it didn't work out, right? Because if I couldn't tolerate mess ups, yet I was human and messing up, 
then the only thing I could do was berate myself, hate myself. And this was a very narrow look at myself. So if my friend had been holding the same schedule, I would have told her to find a babysitter or to swap childcare. I would have told her to do less housework, to talk to her husband and say, this isn't working out. I would have told her to be nice to herself. I would have told her that she's doing a really good job and she, she should be, be proud of what she's doing. But I couldn't say that to myself because I expected myself to be perfect. But it's nonsense when I look back at it, but I think that we all relate to this in one way or another. And it's not our fault. It's really not. We have these ideas given to us by society and by social media and our mothers and our fathers and friends and the comparisons that we make to strangers and to friends. And we just sort of create these ideals for ourselves that are unreachable. But those ideals are reinforced everywhere we look because we hear that hashtag mom guilt is a thing or hashtag mom fail is a thing and we should be feeling guilty for something. We see these partial views into the good parts of motherhood that people want to show us on social media. We compare our worst features to our friends' best features. We have our culture that we were raised in inside our head all the time. And maybe that's a church culture. Maybe it's a regional culture. Maybe it's our social media culture that we're a part of right now. Whatever it is, we have so many people telling us what a good mother looks like. And so then we feel again and again and again that we don't measure up. So what do we do about it? Well, one way to get out of this is to recognize that we're being sent harmful, harmful messages. We need to identify those messages. So when you see someone say hashtag mom fail or hashtag mom guilt because she forgot to send her kids permission slip to school, say to yourself, this is a harmful message. Hashtag mom guilt, hashtag mom fail is destructive. She shouldn't feel like a failure as a mom for making a mistake. Another example, when you hear an idealized, pedestalized description of what a mother should be, say to yourself, this is a harmful message. There is no such thing as this mother that is being described. Call it out for yourself. Call it out for others. Notice the harmful, idealized messages that our society is just throwing at us about motherhood and call it out. That's a really good step. And then focus on your strengths. Focus on what you love about yourself. There is so much good in you. And if you can only think of one thing, that's enough for a start. Focus on that one thing and try and live in it every day. So if you love that you're funny, look for more ways to bring humor into your life and into your motherhood. If you love that you're educated, look for more ways to use your education in your daily life and in your motherhood. I hope that makes sense. Sum this idea up. There is no such thing as perfection. And even though you recognize that for other people, please recognize it for yourself. To do that, to recognize it for yourself, you can call out harmful messages of idealized motherhood to yourself and others. We can help each other out by calling it out to other people as well. And you can focus on your strengths and live in them every day. Okay, my next point is that there is no perfect childhood. You cannot give your children every single thing they need. No one person can be that person for another person. That makes sense. You cannot be every single thing that your child needs. You just can't. Your children, they also need to have failures and heartbreaks and mess ups. They have to. And they need to they need to experience what it's like to be let down by someone too. Now, I'm absolutely not saying that we should go around letting our kids down since they need to learn from it anyway. Of course they need compassion and understanding. 
But when they are let down by their parent, when they're let down by you, they do learn empathy for others. And they learn how to forgive you. And they learn that people are human. They learn how to accept an apology if you apologize. So, of course, we should not try to let our kids down. But when we do, and we're going to, that's a valuable part of their human experience. And the key to this is, if we work to repair any damage that we've caused, then that's, that's where the magic happens. So it's okay to make the mistake. And then especially if we work to repair it, then we're adding an additional valuable part to their life. We need that. So no matter how good a parent is, children still don't have all of their needs met by their parents because we can't know everything that they need. Back to your own childhood. Now, whether you had a great childhood or a terrible childhood, you were let down somewhere by your parent. You were misunderstood. You were ignored. You were punished too harshly at some point. Something like that. Something happened like that, no matter how good or bad your, your childhood was. No matter how good your parents were, this still happened because parents and children are separate people. Your parents did not know all the inner workings of your mind, and so they couldn't always understand if they were doing something that was hurtful to you. And it's the same for you and your own children. You will make mistakes with your kids, even when you're not trying, but that's part of the human experience. Now, this isn't easy, right? This does bring up guilt for us, because we still don't want to do this to our kids, of course. So how do we counteract this? One of the best things we can do is to connect with our kids instead of distancing ourselves from them when they make a mistake. So like if they defy us, if they're, if they're doing something wrong, if they ignore us, if they have a meltdown or if they tell a lie, if we connect with them instead of punish them, then we can bridge those misunderstandings. So episode six talks about this. It's called The Big Mistake Parents Make When Trying to Teach a Lesson. And if you haven't heard it, I would really encourage you to go give it a listen. It teaches how to connect with your kids during their defiance instead of punishing them. And that connection is just so powerful and it counteracts guilt because when we distance ourselves or separate ourselves from our kids, that's when we tend to react from fear. That's when we tend to act, react harshly. And that's where a lot of our guilt comes from. But if our kids are messing up and we go to them, then we, we bridge that misunderstanding. And, and there's, just less, um, there's just less frustration happening, if that makes sense. So connection in good times and bad times is going to help you with this guilt that we that we feel for not being able able to give our kids a perfect childhood or for making mistakes. A second thing to do to counteract this guilt is to apologize when we mess up. So don't let your guilt for your mistakes fester so much that you can't apologize. Apologize freely. Make your home a culture of apologies for mistakes and you're going to see the power of healing. So to sum up this Second point about how there's no perfect childhood, you can counteract the guilt for your mistakes by connecting instead of distancing from your children as part of your discipline, and you can apologize when you mess up. And then let your children forgive you. Feel that healing power. Accept that. My next point, as I tried to prove to you that you're a good mom, is that you were probably raised in a home and culture where feelings were discounted. Most of us were raised that way. This is not a dig on our parents. It's just the way society was. 
Only recently are we as a society beginning to accept that children can think for themselves, that feelings are acceptable, that mental health is important, that mental disorders are real. These are, these are pretty new concepts for uh, society as a whole. So we all need to give ourselves a break. You very likely had teachers, parents, and other adult leaders who told you to stop crying, to suck it up, to stop making a fuss, to just deal with it, not not ask for justice for someone who had wronged you, to not make waves and so much more. We're all healing from this culture. So we need to recognize that we weren't given the tools to handle these hard emotional things. For the most part, most of us just were not given these tools. Some some people were, um, but most of us were not. Instead, we learned to stuff our feelings down, to internalize shame, to get angry instead of instead of handling difficult things. We, we, that's a lot of times why we yell because we didn't have those feelings validated when we were younger. So we need to face this. And as we do, we can heal from that. Healing is so necessary. And I'll tell you my own personal experience. The more I heal from this culture that I was raised in, that most of us were raised in, the more I have compassion for those who treated me this way. Everyone, every adult in my life was working from the knowledge that they had. And as a society, we didn't recognize that feelings were valid. We just didn't. And so I can have compassion for them because because they they weren't they weren't quite understanding it. And to be honest, we're still not understanding it completely. I think we still have a long way to go because in our society at large, there's still so much gaslighting and so much whataboutism whenever someone has a problem. You know, if if, if someone says they find this thing to be a challenge someone's like oh well what about all the people over in these third world countries you know like every everybody's challenges are minimized and it's it's really difficult and that's how we were raised as we were growing up and and so it's it's still here but the thing is now there are more people speaking back there are more people teaching empathy and compassion and there are more people educating on mental health so as a society, we are doing better, even though there's still so much gaslighting and so much just minimizing of feelings, we are doing better in huge pockets of society. And if you want that healing, it's there for you. It's accessible now. There are people speaking to it, there's therapy, and there's more in the general education. So for example, my kids are learning about empathy through this really great structured program at school. Like they're practicing it. They're doing these worksheets. They're doing these um, exercises where they are actually practicing how to have empathy for other people. So things are changing in the general population. But we need to have compassion for ourselves because we were not raised with these ideas. We did not get this education as children and we did not have our feelings validated. So we are learning the tools as we're parenting, and that's hard. And I feel really uh, hopeful and kind of excited for our kids that are learning them as children and before they become parents. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're still going to have to learn other things as they are parents, but how wonderful for them that they might get to parenthood already having had their feelings validated over and over and over, already knowing how to have empathy for other people. That's going to be really, really great for them. And so we're giving that to our children now. But remember, our society did not give that to us as we were growing up. And it's hard. It's okay, too, because we're, we're all in the same boat together. So you are not bad for making mistakes. You are not a bad mom for yelling at your child when you're at your wit's end. Nobody taught you how to handle your emotions when you were young. 
So there's a lot of healing and unlearning and relearning that needs to happen for all of us. So when you mess up in a way that you really regret, remind yourself that you're still learning. Remind yourself that you weren't given emotional tools as a child and you're learning them now. And then apologize to your child so that they can see you working to improve so that they can start from a better home base of compassion and empathy for themselves and others. You know, my, my parents really did a good job of this. They, they, um, they're the type of people who want to be better and, and they, they, they do what they can with what, what they have. And then they learn more and they do better. And they, they communicated with us about that. And they said, they would tell us, you know, I, I didn't do this right when you were younger and I'm trying to do it better now. And that was really good for me to see because now as an adult, when I'm like, oh, like I I yell or I, I get impatient with my kids, I, I don't have to hate myself as much for it, you know, and, and now I, I really don't. But in my early, early parenting days, you know, it was a little bit harder. Um, but I, I don't have to hate myself because I've already seen my parents model this for me. So model it for your children too. Help your children see that you're growing. This is a good thing to do for your children. And that's why I, I'm, I'm trying to prove to you, you're doing good. And as you, as you continue to improve, this is good for your kids. So it's a beautiful part of life. It just is because we can change things for our children when we repair our mistakes. We don't have to stay where we are and we can help our children have a stronger foundation than we had. Okay, my next point to prove to you that it's okay to make mistakes as a mother and that you're a good mother is the pandemic. Yes, we're going there, but not for long, okay? We'll be in and out, I promise. <laughs> now, this episode is being recorded in March of 2021 end of March. So it's more than a year after the pandemic began. And I just want to remind you that nobody alive has been through what we've been through this last year. Our generation of mothers raising children in a pandemic that just won't quit is the only generation alive who has experienced this. So no matter what, you have handled motherhood in a way no other generation alive can understand. You have had terrible challenges put in front of you and you have managed to get through them, even if it was messy. And it probably was very messy if your life has been anything like mine. So this is undeniable proof that you are a good mom. Like I could have just said that and that's the whole podcast episode. You, if you made it through this pandemic, you're a wonderful mom. But, okay, I said I didn't want to stay there long, but we're, we're just going to walk away from the pandemic. We're leaving that behind and we're moving on to my next point, which is life throws curveballs, even in a non-pandemic year. And guess what, mom? You keep going. You keep going through marriage problems, through divorce, through illness, through safety issues, through unemployment, through death, through so much more. You just keep going. You do. How do you do it? How do you keep putting one foot in front of the other when life gets so hard? How do you keep loving your children and caring for them when you have no idea how to solve your problems? I'll tell you how, because you're a good mom. Don't argue with me, okay? It's true. I hope you're feeling this by this point because we're coming to my last point. And my final point is about children. I mentioned earlier that we cannot be every single thing our children need. We can't. It's impossible. But for some reason, we act like we can be. For some reason, we know we can't do it all, but then we still live our lives in a way that suggests that we think we can do it all. So I want to gently encourage us all, myself included, that children came with to us with more power than we give them credit for. Yes, they need love, they need stability, and they need nurturing from their parents. And we should do everything we can to give that to them. But remember, they also have power to overcome difficult things. 
we need to have a little more faith in our children and put a little less pressure on ourselves. So if you forget to send the permission slip in, yes, your child is going to miss the field trip. Yes, it's going to be sad. And yes, it's going to be your fault. All of that is true, but it will not ruin their entire childhood. And if you apologize and show them love and compassion for their sad feelings that they're having, then they can grow. Isn't that wonderful? Now, if you scream at your child when they defy you, yes, your child is going to be hurt. It's true. But if you apologize and show them love and compassion, they can grow. If you don't have enough money for the things you want to do for your child, yes, your child might miss out. It's true. But if you show them love and compassion, they can grow through this experience. Are you hearing the theme? You will make mistakes. You will mess up. You may not have the resources that you need, but it won't be over. If you show love and compassion, your child is strong enough to make it through. Have a little faith in their abilities to learn the larger lessons, develop compassion and forgiveness, to build resilience and to problem solve. You are not a perfect mom and you never will be. Feel that. Rejoice in that. This is an exciting thing to accept. I am not a perfect mom and I can't be. That is freeing. There is no perfect ideal for us to meet. That means we can be ourselves and we can apologize when we make mistakes and we can show love and compassion for our children at any time. You are a good mother. I promise. And I hope I've proved it to you. I hope that whenever you heard something in this podcast and you wanted to say, but I hope that you listened and and instead of saying, but you don't know me or you don't know this, I hope that you realize that you are so good. So to sum it all up, I want to say there is no such thing as a perfect mom. Call out harmful messages of idealized motherhood to yourself and to others. Focus on your strengths and live in them every day. Counteract the guilt for your mistakes by connecting with your children and apologize when you mess up. And this is a good one. Let your children forgive you. Then remind yourself that you're still learning. Remind yourself that you were not given emotional tools as a child, most likely, and you're learning them now. And have a little faith in your children's resilience. You're doing a wonderful job. Please let yourself believe that. Thank you so much for pausing and connecting with me today. Your support seriously means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know I have countless other resources for you to find more connection in your motherhood and life. Head to my website, rebeccabrownwright.com to check out my blog, check out my back and forth journal for parents and kids, and take a look at Pause and Connect Academy where you can find courses to help you stop yelling, find your strengths, and finally get your kids to listen to you. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a positive review sharing it on social media, or sharing with your friends. I love you, and I want you to thrive in your motherhood and life. Thank you for being here. Now go forth and connect.